You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we are talking about running a business and running a family at the same time. And we just share some of the tips and strategies that we have found to be helpful along the way. So we hope you enjoy it and please feel free to share any that we haven't included that you found helpful with us. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's dive in. So one of the things that you guys asked us to chat about on our podcast is how on earth do we run a business with kids? So as a busy mum, how do you make it all happen? And Megan and I are both mums. Uh, we've got totally different arrangements and we both do totally different things. So we thought it'd be nice just to have a bit of a chat about what we do, you know, our approaches and yeah, maybe you'll pick up some ideas or be able to relate to some of the chaos that comes with, you know, being a mum and running a business as well. So, and maybe you have some tips for us <laughs> because yeah, we definitely yeah. don't have Can it we all just figured open out. Up? <laughs> yeah, this would we be great if anyone could let us know. <laughs> are still working on the balance thing. But I mean, one of the key reasons why we do what we do and we have our growth agency, we have our growth, you know, our training academy. One of the key reasons when you and I both came together was that we wanted to create this vehicle to help women with financial independence because that's been really important, a really important story in both your and my life. And the way that we do that is using the business as a vehicle. So in your case, like everyone listening, the business is an e-commerce business. So how can you do that? How can you use your online store to grow? And I remember sitting in a presentation once or like a talk with someone and they were saying, women, you know, we need to like step up and have equal opportunities and do it, you know, do as much as, you know, the dudes and not that it's like us versus them or anything like that, but that was just what this was about. And then in the next breath, it was like, but, you know, as mums, we need to like make sure that we're looking after ourselves, that our cup is full, that, you know, we put our oxygen masks on first. It's such a dichotomy. It's such a, yeah, we want to create this amazing business, but we also need to look after ourselves. And we also need to make sure that we're doing, you know, we're kind of keeping all these plates spinning. Oh, and of course, you're not allowed to ever fail or ever break down or you've always got to have it together and you've got to have that work-life balance nailed or you're a bad mum. Like, oh my gosh. You can't drop your bundle. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, that's actually just reminded me, I remember sitting in, when we met in Hawaii, listening to our good friend, Scott and Dee, they were talking about their agency. I think it was Scott that was up Mm. and he was chatting all about this agency and it sounded amazing and they'd built this huge big thing. And then he talked about how he worked 81 hours a week and I went, that's not for me. Like mm. there are so many successful people out there, but they, you know, we talk, oh, there's so many people that talk about that word hustle. You've got to hustle and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And you've got, oh, he's hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm like, man, that's not for me. I don't want to live 
with the hustle. I don't want to be like always having to work and never seeing my kids and going, sorry, I can't make your school carnival. You know, I've got to put in all these hours and stuff. So I think one of the things we talked about at the beginning is we always want to be able to go to the school carnival, go watch, you know, the athletics, go do parent help if we can, you know, things like that. And that was more important to us than creating something huge or making millions Mm. or anything like that. So I think to start with, you've got to work out what is your why for the business and is your business there so you can spend more time with the family? And if you're spending no time with the family to build that business, you know, is it really supporting what you're after? Yeah. The brain, the like subconscious has this tricky way of kind of tricking you into thinking that what you're doing is for the thing that you're giving up, if that makes sense. So like say, you know, for me, it was always that I wanted to be a present parent. And that was, for me, I knew that if I could take my son to swimming lessons, I knew that that was kind of my, I don't know, benchmark of success was like, I can be a present parent. Sometimes our brains can go into this, well, I'm working so hard for the family. And, you know, this is for our family's future and everything. But if you actually think about it, what's really important to the family? Like, is it actually that you're there creating this thing that is you're not spending time with them so that you can, what, spend time with them later? Like, (laughs) spend time with them now. (laughs) But that's harder said than done. So, yeah, we thought we'd just sort of share what we do. Yeah. So what does a typical week look like for you, Megan? And what do you sort of do to help make sure that you can be present with your kids, but also run this business? Yes. So let me start by saying that I am a single mom. I've got two kids, one who's almost two now and one who's eight. So I have a very roller coaster time. I have the kids one week and then uh, not the next. I also have baby essentially and then a chewy little eight-year-old. <laughs> So for me, it is really about using the time that they're not there to be prepped for when they are there so that I can be present for it. And it is hard because on one hand, I hate not having them. I know that, you know, I would much prefer to have them full time, even though when I do have them, it is beyond exhausting. I'm doing everything myself. One of my friends actually called me the other day. Her husband was in hospital for an accident and she rang and she goes, I just wanted to take a sleeping pill last night and pass out because the whole stress of the accident and everything. And she goes, I couldn't because I have the two kids there. She's like, I now realize what it's like to be a single mom. You can't check out. You can't ever be more than. Hardest thing in the world, I think. Oh, you have to be constantly 24-7 on. And so when I have them, I'm exhausted. But when I don't have them, I'm sad. And so it is hard to. It's an emotional roller coaster. Oh, it's the worst. Anyway, so when I don't have them. On the weekend that I don't have them, I prep and I prep like crazy. So I have this routine I used to before kids and even like when I just had the my eight-year-old son, 
you know, I used to do a lot of variety. I used to like make things that took a bit longer. Now I have my go-tos and I just, you know, stick with that and it just makes it all easier. So I spend an hour on Sunday just prepping for the week ahead. I, you know, wash all of our fruit and veggies. I cut up a huge batch of carrot sticks and I actually store them, hot tip here, I store them in a glass container that's covered with water and those carrot sticks will stay fresh and crisp for actually weeks but we you know smash them in the week but little things like that like I'll buy the baby cucumbers I'll buy the baby tomatoes that I can literally just grab out of the fridge and chuck on the kids plates so that I don't have to be chopping up vegetables all throughout the week so anything that's going to save me time I will prep so I'll chop up a huge bunch of frozen fruit like bananas and kiwi fruit and stuff and chuck it in the freezer so that every morning I can literally just open the freezer, grab a handful of fruit, chuck it in the blender. And so I'm not having to, because if you think about, you know, the graveyard of bananas that live on, <laughs> on the bench, because if I don't put them in the freezer, they turn brown and then I don't want to peel and chop. And I know it sounds like nothing. I always have that whole Oh, I'll make banana bread this time. (laughs) I'll make banana bread and then my husband eventually throws them out. (laughs) Hot tip too, if you actually do have those that are going a bit funny, peel them and then pop them in the freezer for when you do want to make banana bread. (laughs) But yeah, just things like that. You know, you never, like in the morning when I'm trying to get two kids ready and my shower is upstairs and they're downstairs, like I'm not thinking okay, let's, you know, chop up some fresh fruit and stuff. I'm thinking, how am I going to get two minutes to run upstairs, have a shower and come back down? And so like anything that is going to save me time, I do that. So I cook a huge batch of pizza sauce. So I'll chuck in like pumpkin, tomato, grated zucchini, carrot, capsicum, like all of the veggies, and then freeze them into ice cubes so that on a weeknight, I can grab a pizza base. I can grab one of those frozen ice cubes of pizza sauce, chuck it in the microwave, put some cheese and maybe, you know, whatever we've got in the fridge, some olives or capsicum or whatever. And I've got pizza, but I'm not feeling bad that I'm not giving my kids veggies. So it's mm, a great idea. Anything like that. I'm going to write these things down. <laughs> you can actually grab out a couple of those cubes and stir it through pasta too. So Things like that, I don't get fancy. I just prep as much as I can. One of the best cooking tips I had was don't feel guilty about buying microwave rice. Mm -hmm. That has literally changed my life. (laughs) It's the stupidest thing. Like, uh, you know, you feel like you should be cooking the rice. Now I just get it out the cupboard and put it in the microwave for 90 seconds and we have hot, fresh rice. And it's like, why did I ever play around with overboiling things, trying to cook rice perfectly and stuff? So... Like you say, anything you can do to make it easier. That kind of leads me on to another thing that I, you know, I kind of have these little mantras that I have to keep reminding myself. And one of them is just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. So Mm. I can cook rice. Yeah. That doesn't mean I should because I'm never going to. (laughs) I'll end up ordering Uber Eats or something. And it's just like a 90 second savior in my life. Mm. Like I can cook lasagna. And I love cooking and my lasagna is amazing, but it takes two hours. So instead of a lasagna, we might do pesto pasta or I think you've even eaten my five ingredient pasta, which is like a tub of sour cream or creme fraiche, packet of 
spinach and then yeah, whatever you want to put in it. So chopped up. I think, I think we had pumpkin. I, pumpkin. Yeah. Mm. I had some leftover pumpkin. So I chucked some pumpkin in, but you know, you can chuck in some leftover, you know, hot chook or I chuck in a packet of smoked salmon. So like that meal takes me five minutes just because I can cook a two hour lasagna. It does not mean that I should cook a two hour lasagna. I'm happy with my five minute, five ingredient pasta. I love that. So really it's about being super organized. What about, I think one thing people get hung up on having structure around their work day and I'm now working from home. So I need to start work at nine and finish at five and try and do the same sort of routine that they would do if they weren't working from home. Yeah. For me, it's about ditching the nine to five and I still feel guilty sometimes about, you know, maybe going to the beach on a Monday because I've had the kids full time for a week. I'm going into a full week of work. I literally have not had a day off in 14 days, but I've got a free Monday with no meetings or something. I feel so guilty about going to the beach, but I've had to work on that. And I've had to really understand and and realize that if I don't do that, the business is going to suffer. Our team is going to suffer. You know, they're going to have to ask me, or I'm going to have to ask them questions twice because I forget because I get so tired. My kids are going to suffer. I'm going to suffer. Like just getting out of that nine to five bind. I don't know. I didn't work in corporate for that long. It's not like it's a habit that's built into me. It's like this weird thing of like what everyone else is doing. So I've just had to learn to do things at a time that work for me. So often when I have the kids, I'll actually wake up at four. I'm an early bird. So Mm. I hate it when people say, you need to get up at 5am. You need to do this. You need to do that. That works for that person. Mm. Like for me, I get up at four o'clock. Sometimes I get up at 3.30. If I wake up at 3.30, I'm like, oh, there's no point in going back to sleep for another hour. So I'll just get up. I was up at 4.30 this morning, but only because my baby was, <laughs> not by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> but so I'll get up, I'll do a couple of hours work, I'll have my cup of tea, I'll smash out, you know, whatever I need to do. The kids are still asleep. They'll this wake up. That's why at- you make sense when you send messages at 8 a.m., whereas I'm just <laughs> like still in that wake up process. Although these days I'm up at 5.30. <laughs> If I send a message at 10 p.m., you know it's not going to make sense. (laughs) So, you know, for me, the kids will wake up at 6.30. I'll then put everything away. One thing, you know, that, again, sort of it all ties in together, but I don't multitask ever. I don't hustle. Instead of hustling, I do get shit done. Like I'll wake up at 3.30, power through a couple of hours, but then I'll close my laptop and I'll only work when I'm productive. So I do not try and write emails or blogs or anything at 10 PM because I know it's going to take me two hours to write something that will take me 15 minutes the next morning. I don't try and push through if I know it's not going to work. Mm. Whereas there's a difference between telling yourself like, oh, like there's a difference between procrastinating and 
pushing through something that's not productive, there's a difference on that. So I think it's important to note that this is different for everyone. I'm listening to Megan going, yeah, I'm the total opposite. Yeah. Like in the morning, my brain doesn't work. I have a nine month old baby. So now I'm up at 5.30 a.m. because she decides that's wake up time. It kills me. <laughs> um, you know, my husband, when he gets home from the gym and I'm very lucky that I do have that support, I'm still like, can you just look after us so I can go back to bed? Um, you know, and I'm learning to stay awake. But for me, I'm starting to get most productive, like 12 o'clock where Megan's probably like, geez, I've been up all day. I'm like, okay, my brain's starting to work now. Cool, it's afternoon. And when I used to work um, and not have a family, like, I could quite easily sit up until three in the morning. Uh, not because that's when I'm getting up like Megan, but that's when I'd be going to bed because I'd stay up late. So I'm more of a night owl and not a morning person at all. So find what works for you. We're literally polar opposites. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So it is, there's no right or wrong. I would say the, like the blanket rule is don't multitask. Like mm. multitasking is just simply no. You can't. There's been so many different studies around this. Um, there's so many cool activities that you can actually do, like that will test your brain. Like if you do two different activities singly, separately, how quickly you can do them versus if you try and do them together, like your brain, it's impossible to multitask. You might think you are, but you're actually just switching quickly between the two. Yeah. So. I found that compartmentalizing helps. So like, you know, I'll be on my laptop for an hour and then I'll be like just with the kids and I won't be looking at my phone. So rather than trying to do two things at once, like really just do one thing at once <laughs> and do it well and then find the time that works for you to smash out and be productive and have a play with it because sometimes it's different and also different seasons of life. Sometimes, you know, when you have young kids, you work at different times. And then if your kids are older, you work when they're at school or, you know, whatever. Just I think finding the thing that's, you know, right for you. I do actually have one really cool tip that I think is for me such a game changer. And that is the two minute tidy. And my kids know what this is. It's probably actually goes for about 10 minutes if we're honest, but I call it the two minute tidy <laughs> because the kids can get into it. So, if you're a busy mum, if you are running a business and you are also trying to keep your house clean and tidy, I love a clean and tidy house. But let's be honest, if you are living with kids and trying to keep a house tidy, it's a little bit like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. It's just like never going to happen. So I introduced this two-minute tidy usually before dinner. I'll say, okay, it's two minute tidy time. I'll put on a song that will be our sort of, you know, will just motivate us, like a happy song that Patty loves. So, like, I don't know, you know, a dance, dance monkey. Yeah, dance monkey. They listen to this like ridiculous kids bops, kids something. I don't know. Anyway, so we listen to yeah, baby shark. (laughs) Not that. Sorry, everyone, because now now that's in your head forever. But yeah, anyway, so I put on the song, and then I say two minute tidy starts now, and everyone just runs around and picks up stuff for two minutes. So they'll pick up, you know, the cushions off the floor because they're always on the floor. Pick up the toys, put the books away. Always on the floor too. Yeah, I don't know. But it's amazing. Seriously, like how much can get done in sort of that three to 10 minute window? You've just explained what happens at our house when we find out we've got a visitor on the way. It's like the the mad dash before someone comes and we look at our house and Luke and I look at each other and go, 
Oh shit! That's exactly. <laughs> and then we oh just run God. around, and the first thing I always do is pick up the cushions off the floor because that somehow makes the lounge room look so much tidier. That's so true. It is. It is literally like that, and you don't have to. Like I just gave up walking around the house trying to pick things up all throughout the day. I've just like abandoned that dream of having a tidy house all the time. But if we do that, and like you say, it is exactly like when the you know the doorbell rings. <laughs> Give us three minutes. <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> oh, but it is. off the floor. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so, I mean, and that could be for anything. It's kind of like, you know, I guess in a way it's like batching and giving yourself a deadline, working under pressure, like all of those things that we know are psychologically proven to make us more productive. But, yeah, it's just a fun way for the kids to get involved and they all know that, you know, that's happening. That's so. easy when she's old enough. I like that. Yeah, get Tay and Luke yeah. into it. At the moment, she's really good at making a vest, but she hasn't learned how to pack up yet. So, <sighs> I know it's a constant battle. So, I mean, that's kind of my tip. Do you have any sort of? So, like, I'm. So, I have a 17 year old stepdaughter. So, she got her license last week. So, I have one that's driving and one that's learning to walk. So, it's a bit of a uh, mix. But I'm in a really fortunate position that my husband is a stay-at-home dad, so we're very, very lucky to be able to do that. And, you know, everyone talks about this mum guilt, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm cool, it's fine. We only have like a small three-bedroom house. All the bedrooms are right next to each other. And so Izzy was my daughter is going to have to have my office. So my husband built me this beautiful office that I'm in in our front yard. So when I go to work, I'm literally going out the front door and walking about five metres and then I'm at my office. But I went back to work after three months and I would sit in here and, I, you know, I was so keen to get back into work and, you know, use my brain again and things like that. And then started to kick in that whole mum guilt of like, what am I missing? Like, he's in there with Izzy. I'm not there. I'd hear him scream and maybe she'd rolled over for the first time or something like that. And I was just like, oh, and it started just thinking like all this stuff that I was missing out on. And I just started to get that guilt that I'm in here working when, you know, and for me, it's been kind of trying to find that balance, but I think also learning that it's never going to be perfect and you're never going to get, everyone talks about this work-life balance, like, you know, my business is a baby too, you know, obviously the baby's more important, but you've got to find that balance where you're okay to be working. I'm very lucky that I know she's in good hands. And, you know, if something really exciting happens, he screams loud enough and I go in there. Um, (laughs) But I've made the conscious thing of I go with to swimming lessons of a Monday morning. And that's like our things that we do together. And I really love that. And then on a Friday, which happens to be today, I take her by myself to baby sensory classes, uh, which are these super cute classes where they do all sorts of fun things to, you know, heighten their senses and all the different sensory things. And that's kind of like our mum and me time. And one thing I try and do, it doesn't always happen, but for me, I like to have weekends off. And as a business owner, I know that's really hard. And for some people, that's the only time they've got their partner home to look after the kids that might actually be their most productive time. So it's totally, you know, work with you how that might work. But my biggest thing before having a baby was being able to switch off from work. You know, I have a husband who lies down, head hits the pillow and he's asleep. I have a brain that I lie down, my head hits the pillow and my to-do list starts coming through and I remember (laughs) things and he hates it because I'm like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And and I'll just start talking work and life and everything because that's how my brain works. So I've really had to work on like insomnia. But 
now that I have a separate office, I think like it's a psychological thing because it's no different really to when I had an office in the house. But I used to sit in my office until dinner was ready and then he'd come and like drag me out to eat. Now when I shut the door, I try and leave my work in the office and be like I'm physically leaving home now. Uh, I used to start like just go to the office in my pajamas and just work, but now I make sure I'm always getting dressed so I'm going to work. Uh, also because Megan started taking screenshots when we were Zooming, so I had to like make sure I was dressed. That <laughs> <laughs> having that like work time shut off so that when I am with, like you said, being present. So when I am with Izzy and Luke, that I'm actually there with them and I'm not thinking about, oh, I've got to do this or I've got to do that. So I try and... Um, I've got like this ongoing to-do list that I've got up, but at least I know if I get everything out on that to-do list, I don't have to think about it when I go into the house. So just kind of trying to make that kind of separation, I guess. So whether it be that your office is in your garage or even on your dining table, kind of like when you leave that space, trying to have that switch off. Actually, it's a really good point of of having a to-do list because if your to-do list is in your head, you're Mm -hmm. taking up so much brain power. So write it down. Even if you finish your work for the day or, you know, you've got to go pick up the kids or whatever, write down all the things that you didn't get done or write down all the things that you're thinking because then you know when you come back, it's still going to be there. You're not having to then constantly carry that around. Yeah. And the other, I think like when you touched on the the mum guilt, we get it. I think it's something that collectively, I don't know if our generation's going to conquer that. Like it's just probably just embracing it and realizing that we all experience that and it's normal and don't beat yourself up about it. And the work-life balance thing, well, work is life. So yeah. if you're doing something that you like, it's still work. Like people say, you never work a life and whatever, you never work a day <laughs> in your life. But it is work. But if you can integrate those things together into something that brings you some kind of joy and fulfillment and you've got some kind of something that resembles some kind of balance, well, then you know, you're halfway there. So and if your kids are a little bit older, you can get them to help you with packing orders and things like that and kind of get them excited to be part of mum's business as well. Yeah, way more fun. I grew up on a dairy farm. I had to go milk cows. <laughs> like that sucked. If you've got a business that's fun and your kids can get involved, I would love that. <laughs> we call it forced family fun time whenever I've got something. So we had to like uh-huh. got a whole lot of boxes to send out stuff for our Igniter students and they're all in flat pack. So I got Luke and Taylor, my 17-year-old, to sit down around the lounge and I'm like, right, forced family fun time. Let's put together all these welcome packs. And, you know, they had to put together the boxes and put everything in them and stuff and do it with a smile on their face. Um, (laughs) Or else. (laughs) um, Yeah, exactly. One little tip that I'd also have for you is to turn off your notifications on your phone and like any devices you've got around because if you're constantly doing things like checking your social media or being reminded when an email pops up, you know, you're always switched straight back to that work mode and it's really hard to get out of it in the first place. But if you go back into it so quickly, so make time where you are checking your emails and time to check your social media DMs and things. But in between those times, don't have it just pop up into your life all the time. So definitely, yeah, having those notifications turned off is so important. Yeah. We've actually got a couple of blogs on like time management and productivity and, you know, how you can really embrace those kind of little tactics like that into your life. So we'll link up to that in the show notes. But yeah, I mean, if you want to come and join a group of 
other busy online store owners who are all doing the same things as you, having the same you know, challenges, but also somewhere to share your wins and and really just find your community. We've got a free Facebook group, which is Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs. So come and find us there. And like I said, if you have any tips, then uh, please let us know. (laughs) And for those that need to hear it today, you are doing an amazing job. It is bloody hard work and you're doing a great job. So keep going. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the group. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out Ecom Igniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com and be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer.